0: This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we've got a very exciting episode. We're going to talk about varicite, some findings in Mineral County. We're going to talk about Saginite agate. Um, Also we're going to talk about yellow sapphire. We have a lot of interesting human interest stories. Um, Also in New Hampshire there is a lot of rock hunting opportunities. We're going to talk about that. We've got a few cool fossil topics such as the shark ancestor 160 million year old plant fossil and ancient ice murder that took place and more in between all of that so first of all guys i want to on a serious note a good friend of mine Arvid melvin passed away on 7 15 2020 um, Arvid was a mentor to me and many, many rockhounds uh, at the Orange Belt Mineralogical Society, and he will be dearly missed. Um, he had hung in there and been part of the club's activities, even though uh, he had a hard time walking for many, many years, a decade or longer, but uh, he would be there for those events, and um, he always had a smiling face, he always had a good story to tell um just a really good man he's really going to be missed and now we know that he is up there um in rock hounding heaven the streets of gold all those stones uh it's going to be uh his his final uh rock hounding destination so we wish you well we we think of your family and um Just wanted to dedicate today's show to Arvid, um, one of my many good rock-hounding friends. All right, guys. um, With today's episode, all those exciting topics, we're going to get right into them. Uh, I want to remind you about our links and ask you to please support it. Please continue liking, sharing uh, the podcast, the YouTube videos and the blog and our social media. You can find all these links at our blog. Our blog is at RadicalRocksUSA.blogspot.com and I will put that in the description as well as our MeWe site so you can get connected with us and um, find out what we're all about and why our group is growing so rapidly. Alright, so let's get right into it. Today we shall look at first... Let's go into some archaeological news. This is at www.express.co.uk. It is an archaeological breakthrough about an extraordinary squid like creature. They claim this is a bombshell of a find. It is some sort of a squid like creature that has actually been frozen in time in an attack of a prehistoric fish that is fossilized. In England's famous Jurassic Coast, now you can look at this article and see the pictures here. They have the teeth of the creature with the um, fish in there. This is uh, some sort of a cilio, uh, sea, uh, I'm probably saying it wrong. Cefiel, cephalopod and also some sort of a rare fish. So if you want to check that out, uh, www.express.co.uk. And um, it just says exactly what I said: extraordinary squid-like creature. You can check that out. Now, the next fossil news uh, is not really fossil news, but it's an exhibit that's written uh, been opened up. It's the Rice Museum of Rocks and Minerals, and they reopened. This article was written on July 14th at uh, pamlinmedia.com. P A M P L I N media.com you can check that out Um, they do 3d um, replications of of uh, dinosaur fossils they have an extensive collection of rocks minerals and fossils meteorites gemstones and art and they're open back up hopefully they can stay open Um, they you can find out all the information if you want to look at that that's going to be in um, portland i believe portland oregon so go check that out Alright, next on the agenda, we've got this 160 year, uh, year old, so they say, I mean I don't really um, put a lot of faith in these dating techniques because there's people who go behind and, and check on these things and sometimes they're off so far it's it's kind of comical. But definitely this is very old fossil here from, uh, they say, the Jurassic period. This was found in uh, China or excuse me, Japan, and um, let's see, I wrote it here, plant fossil, North China, plant fossil was found in North China, and it is a a, a, uh, a conifer, so that would be like a pine tree, um, kind of a shrubby green plant, and uh, it's interesting uh, article here, if you're into fossils and you want to see that, you can go to news.cgtn.com. Uh, Next, we have the Ice Age murder victim skeleton discovered in England. This article came out on July 15th. Um, You can go to mentalfloss.com, and they have the pictures here. Very interesting. One was buried in a coffin uh, that was lined with lead. And another one was found face down and looked like, uh, it had been bledgeoned to death. So they're thinking one person in the coffin was someone of, uh, probably, you know, notoriety or of, um, some sort of wealth. And it looks like they just dug it out of pure stone. I mean, the dirt looks so hard packed. It's, it's crazy. Um, but the other person's hands was actually tied together. So, um, uh, Really crazy, suggesting that there was a a dark um, uh, ending to this person's life. So this was in England, and um, they feel that uh, it could be some 4,000-year-old period in here that uh, at least long ago that this person was murdered. So you can check that out if you're interested in that. One last fossil story is this shark-like creature um, at asahi.com, you can find out about this fossil found in Iwate, confirmed to be an ancient sh- uh, shark ancestor, and that was found in Japan. And this is something that looks a little bit different than a normal. Um, see sharks don't have bones you know they just have that cord down their body and then their jaw so typically all they find is like their teeth and things like that so they found this long cylindrical um, fossil which they call a high fossil and it's a little bit different so it's kind of interesting they feel that this was a long time ago and this was a creature that probably lived around a river mouth Um, so it might have been kind of going into fresh water from salt waters is um, what i'm guessing But uh, if you're into fossils, that might be something that you want to check out. I kind of like fossils a little bit, but I'm really a gem and mineral lover. So today we have packed full of gem and mineral stories. Just bear with me. i got one interesting story here about sending a piece of Mars home. Um, Pretty cool. The scientists are planning to be sending a rover um, pretty soon to Mars, and it's about the size of a car. It weighs a ton. Um, the thing is going to go and grab rocks and minerals, and they're going to test some sort of a helicopter device, and they're going to see if they can actually get a piece of this rock back home from what this article says. It's at thenakedscientist.com, and uh, the article was written July 14th. All right? Now, also, if you're interested, um, there was a video um, on Thunder Egg Festival, and uh, that they were going to go ahead and continue with their um, their gym show, and um, it says uh, they're going to do the social distancing and all that. This might have already taken place, but it's just good news to hear that some of these events are going. Yeah, July the 15th is when it came out, so it's probably probably going to maybe be this weekend, I would think. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing the date here, but I always try to give a shout out to these things of people that are, you know, keep, keep on going. Um, so let's move on. Now, another little human interest story. Um, there's a six-year-old boy you might have heard of. Um, he was mauled while trying to protect his sister from a dog attack. Well, um, little, uh, Bridger Walker stood between his sister and a charging dog. And it turns out that this little guy is a rock hound. And you can go to the article at www.khou.com. And it seems like the only thing he's interested in, um, he's not interested, his parents aren't interested in a GoFundMe. Uh, account. They're saying just give, uh, if you want to donate, uh, donate to the wounded soldier. But they said, oh, he loves geology and rocks. So if you want to send him a cool picture of rocks. And I was thinking, wow, you know, maybe somebody would be nice enough to send him a rock. And I've talked to my wife, and we're going to look into doing that. And you can go to that article. And also it's uh, Bridger Walker, B R i-d-g-e-r walker w-a-l-k-e-r and you want to send him something you can send it at P.O. Box 22141 Cheyenne uh, Wyoming and the zip code is 82003 so wouldn't it be nice to um, really bring some attention to rock hounding anybody out there wanna contribute to something like that I think that would really um, speak huge for the rock hounding community Alright, also another young man in the Rockhounding News uh, on Rock and Jim, which you go to rockinjim.com, and uh, they spotlight a junior here. His name's Trent Myers, and he has a glowing fascination. It's a great article about him being interested in these fluorescent minerals, and uh, how he got into it, and how he's been collecting, and things like that. I thought it was uh, really a nice human interest story, if you want to check that out. Next, we're going to talk about New Hampshire is bursting with rock hunting prospects. Now, you can go see this uh, full information at the sentinelsource.com, and that was written July the 16th. And they are talking about the Rock Swap um, Mineral Show was canceled throughout New England, so they're not going to be able to go do that. But there are other opportunities there because New Hampshire is the granite state because there's a lot of rocks and mountains. Um, they have uh, mica, burl, rose quartz, smoky quartz, and other things found at the um, Old Man on the Mountain, which is a uh, famous granite areas of the state. There's archaeological digs there and um, that show humans have been digging rocks there since the beginning of time. They've uh, Collected uh, many rocks and minerals that have been used as tools even for medicinal purposes. They've also um, got mining, uh, mineral hunting opportunities, rather, in the mountains of New Hampshire and Maine. You can even pan for gold. Um, it says there's mineral collecting and gold panning permits are required, but they're free, so that's nice. Gold panning can be done in the Permage, wasset and the Amon, Osook ranger districts of the White Mountains and um, there are gold panning permits over there at the uh, Seiko ranger station in Conway and they're good for a year and you can uh, pick up rocks off the ground and do light collecting. Um, There are other areas in uh, Deer Hill uh, in Stone, Maine, S-T-O-W-E, Maine, where there's amethyst specimens, feldspars, burl, garnet, um, columbite, pyrite, muscovite. um, Moat Mountain, located in North Conway, is known for smoky quartz, feldspar, topaz, fluorite, rebekkite, cassiterite, and Lord Hill in the Stoneham, Maine is similar to Deer Hill except for it has some rare forming minerals because of the different chemicals there. And then you can find there um, triple uh, uranite, uh, vivinite, zircon, gaffnite, fluorapatite, and bretrandite. I don't know how to pronounce all these, but check it out in the article. There's a lot of things here that can be dug pretty easy. Um, it seems like uh, there's a lot of opportunities here in, uh, in New Hampshire. Now, there is a New Hampshire Mineral Club that you can look up um, and find on uh, Facebook. And it's facebook.com backslash S-E-N-H-M-C. Um, or you can go right to their, their um, website at senhmc.org. Um, So there's all kinds of things you can do there. They have shows and swap meets and all that good stuff. All right, now let's talk about um, pretty interesting. I came across an article about the yellow sapphire at the um, communalnews.com. And it, it turned out to be all metaphysicists. But it had a beautiful picture of this yellow sapphire here. Um, saying that it improves financial stability, which who couldn't use that? But um, I went ahead and did some extra research on it, and I was impressed to find out that uh, these yellow sapphires have been found in uh, Tanzania, Madagascar, Thailand, uh, Australia, and of course, Sri Lanka. Um, and that is actually the main site for them. Now, they're not all created the same. There's a great article. At the natural sapphire company.com, and they've got a page on these yellow sapphires. They talk about um, where the sapphires are found, what's the best cuts, um, the shades of the stone. Of course, you know the more vivid and bright, beautiful colors, and the clear and the quality, and all of those things. And uh, some of these cuts are just spectacular. It looks like the ones that um, are square um, or um, that are not just round, you know, are for some reason seem to strike me as being um more beautiful and eye-catching than just the round ones for some reason. I don't know why, but that's how I feel about it. Um even though it's rare, these can be bought, you know, reasonably affordable for a few hundred dollars on up for a good quality stone. They look good in both gold or silver. Um and just a really interesting stone that I thought I would highlight for you guys. Okay. Now, one of our bigger keynote address is going to be on the Verisite. You know, I'm big on turquoise and I love Verisite, which is turquoise um, brother or sister as it were. And you can go to Jim. Um, Dot com And read an article about the Mineral County Wanderings. And there they actually talk about some of the um, wonderful um, varicite that has been taken from that area. And the author here um, talks about buying stones and, you know, kind of having a huge collection and, you know, going through that pile, but some and, and wondering do I really even need to go rock hunting? But you know, always trying to high grade what we have, trying to make our collection better. Um, he saw some beautiful verisite at the powwow, and um, then he ended up um, getting to to talk to one of the people, the vendors there, and go visit some of these mines. And he went to the Mina, um, which is a hill in south of Mina, Nevada, and it's called the Tower Turquoise Mine. That's another area that he has a picture of there but they were digging there it was a huge area um through mina nevada and uh, there's still people mining there there's about 150 people that still live there and the uh candor uh candelera mine it closed in 1990 but uh there's large pits there and there's a, there's a opportunities to go pick up rocks here and there i mean you have to watch out for claims and stuff like that but what they did was they they went down to this mine and they mined some beautiful um, pieces of from vista grande mine this verisite and he's got a picture of it with uh, some next to some quarters here somewhere and yeah there it is at the very bottom and these orbs of the veracite with the black thick black webbing are really impressive um, there's all kinds of mines in mineral county and certainly a person could go through there and walk around um, and kick rocks but uh, i would not want to do don't try doing any mining where you see someone has their white posts staked out but certainly in between these areas and in the washes below there's got to be some opportunities it says here that uh in these areas in these Candelaria mountains there's very prolific there's silver gold copper aluminum tungsten lead borax uranium uh ther- thorium vercite and turquoise it's been mined there since the beginning of the 19th century and it occurs in these veinlets and joints and fissures in limestone and shale. And varicite is really a hydrated aluminum phosphate mineral that is colored by traces of um, chlorium. And it's a cousin to turquoise, which is a hydrous um, copper aluminum um, hydroxyl phosphate mineral colored by copper oxides. So once it was kind of considered the lowly vericite. It's just a cousin to turquoise. You want the turquoise. You don't want the veracite. But for quite a while now, veracite is um, gaining uh, its value and, and becoming highly prized. And uh, it's just not found that much. In fact, some of the veracites can be worth as much as any of the turquoises that uh, are readily available today. So um, he talks about his prospecting trip uh he has uh, there's uh, legal claims in the area and uh, you got to be careful so make sure you're not on someone else's um, claim and um you know have fun but it's a really interesting story about how he went through here and found these pieces and some gorgeous pictures of them again all right next is Saginite. i um i love Saginite. Um, plume and saginite agates are very well sought after, and there's been a lot of studies on Sagenite. First, let's just talk about what a Saginite is. If you're not familiar with what a Sagenite is, this is a type of agate that is almost rutilated. Um, it's going to have these um, spears going through it. Now they may be all in one direction, they may be crisscross. they may burst out like a, like a star burst um, but they can be twinned um, it can be all sorts of different minerals that are um, making these designs in these rocks if you're familiar with uh, rutilated quartz then you've kinda got an idea if you haven't seen a Sagenite um, definitely look look at some pictures of Sagenite a lot of rutil um, or Sagenite uh, material is also um, from tourmaline Tourmaline can cause these lots of little sticks. Sometimes they crisscross. Sometimes they go in one direction. Sometimes um, they're especially beautiful when they make starburst and interesting patterns. So um, if you go to mindat.com, you can see uh, Sagenite there. There's some pictures. Just look up Sagenite, S-A-G-E-N-I-T-E, and they will tell you um, uh, how this is uh, very popular for collectors and how the material makeup is. Um, there's a Sagenite of Kuhn's, KUNZ, K-U-N-Z. Uh, you can also look that up and it is in the area of the Baker, uh, Baker area and uh, found also in New Mexico in Luna County. That you can find um, these saginite type quartz. Now there was a study done, and um, you can go to agateswithinclusions.com. There's an article there on plume and saginite, and he says that Saginite is more accurately uh Sagenic agate, and it is an agate having a uh, an anciliar or needle-like mineral growths. So the hair like filaments are often arranged in fans. Or sunburst. I've been saying starburst. They say sunburst. Um, the inclusions can be in a wide variety of colors. So this is really um, something that you would probably want to add to your collection. I really love agates. Um, I just like to just cut them and polish them. I know a lot of people cut them up and make cabochons. And when I find a real beautiful one, I can't. I just can't do that. I got to keep it, you know, as a specimen and just polish one side of it but uh many beautiful cabochons are made with this material and you can also do the same so guys um i think that's going to be about it for today um oh actually i had one more little thing i could share with you if it's still here um on the rock and gym site there was an interesting uh, little thing if you you might be a rock hound if and then it says if you've ever looked at the weather forecast and laughed so you're a real dedicated rock hound when you don't even care about the weather right okay guys um i'm going to leave you with that information hopefully you found it educational informative and entertaining please let me know if you have any ideas for a show i'm always up for in uh, interviewing anyone who's interesting uh, has great stories to tell um, you can look back in the archives of our podcasts, and you can see I've done a couple interviews with some very interesting uh, prospectors and hounds and I would like to do that. Again, if you think you can uh, tell some good stories and uh, give some good information for our audience, because we are educational, we are wanting to keep rock hounding alive, then please contact me and we can get together and possibly do a collaboration all right Uh, again you are helping us to give a a portion of the proceeds that we get from the attention that we get on social media we have not asked for any money or anything like that but uh, it can be obtained by that and we can give some of that proceeds to help educational um, of rock hounding to kids and communities uh, in our in in the united states and hopefully eventually even keep areas open and spread out to other countries as well. So um, again, guys, go to our, our blog. I will leave it in the description. And remember, rockhounds don't die, they petrify.